Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we preview the 123rd U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 87. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Excuse me. <laughs> was taking a sip of the frosty. I gotcha. Beverage. Um... A frosty Bud Light for for Pride Month. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, That's the way you do and, it. <laughs> but yeah, let's go, man. We got a, a major, major week. Yeah, major week. U.S. Open, 123rd U.S. Open at uh, Los Angeles Country Club. An ancient course, over 100 years old, 7,432 7, yard par 70. Um, I mean, it's one of those iconic la country like yeah i know it's called la country club but one of those those iconic you know country club feels that it has to a lot like riviera a lot like bel-air a lot like even i forgot the the whole greatness of the last couple u.s opens and the ones to come is we got some old school courses you know yeah Um, classic golf courses that aren't crazy distance uh last year we were at the country club and right back east and uh the pga was just at god damn it i forgot where the pga was at but right same same idea um yeah small course oak hill Hill, there we go historic course so this is uh i like this i'm excited i'm I'm very excited to watch some golf yeah it reminds me a lot of uh, olympic club as well um you know we get to play a very similar, similarly designed course here in in San Francisco Bay Area with uh, Presidio. It gives me really a lot of Presidio vibes. The course architect is George C. Thomas Jr. And I thought it was really interesting that he also designed Riviera and Bel Air um, Country Club's courses, and you know they all have very similar designs. Um, they got these intricate bunker hills. designs. That are, yeah, hills, cambered fairways. Um, and the bunkers are a lot like, I like Presidio in that they're, you know, relatively like calm at the bottom, but it's everything around it. That's kind of crazy. It's got these little fingers of the, of the bunker that the ball can land in. Um, and if you, you know, land on that, on that border of where the grass meets the, the bunker, it's like, it's like this long fescue. So, um, the ball is like going to run to the center of the, of the bunker, like normal golf courses do, which I find really interesting. And being that we pl- get to play one of those types of courses a lot, we know how frustrating that can be. Cause I mean, you can get a really terrible lie out there. 100%. It's uh, these courses, those courses, specifically uh, Riviera. I always, I, I, those remind me of, not that I've been to either one, but of like what Augusta is supposed to be like, right? Like a lot mm-hmm. of rolling hills, apparently a lot more intense in person than than when you watch it on TV. Yeah. And so uh, that has me actually rethinking some picks that I'll get to later. But uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm, uh, You know, it's always interesting when it's a course that's the, it's its very first time hosting a U.S. Open. Right. Right. We we knew we you know we know what to expect coming from uh, Tory and Pebble. I don't think we've seen a. I don't know. I feel like the last U.S. Open to Riviera was like way back in the day. Uh, that was the first U.S. Open in California. So the, this is okay, the. So like, I was shit, reading the you know. the fact sheet earlier. It said 
the 79 years since the last uh, last time that LA hosted a US Open and, and it was at oh, Riviera. Damn. Yeah. So fucking uh damn, 79 <laughs> years. That's a long yeah. ass time ago, bro. Yep. Long time. Uh yeah, and Riv's only done it once. LA Country Club's done it once and all the rest of the California courses have been doubled up. Torrey Pines yeah, or multiple, you know, uh, Olympic Club and Pebble Beach. Um, but yeah, I was I was going through the course earlier today, and um, there's a lot of interesting holes to watch throughout the throughout the week. It's a, there's a, there's a couple. Obviously, the par threes are monsters, with the exception of one, um, and we'll get into those as well. But I think the hole that I'm looking forward to watching the most is the short par four. It, it lists here at 330 yards, um, hole number six. And it's about 30 to 40 feet below the tee box and it's a blind tee shot. So like you gotta, you don't, you can't see the green. They were talking about how they had redesigned this hole to where it was, you could see the green from the tee box. So it was even shorter, but what they did was they made it a little bit longer and they tucked it right so that you couldn't see it from the tee box. So it's a true risk or reward hole. Um, It'll be interesting to see how many people go for it um it'll be interesting to see if it comes into play on sunday for sure you got to think on sunday if you're in contention uh there's no point in hitting in hitting a driver off that hole right Uh, unless you're just confident you can like kind of corner cut and smoke it over it but the the green the green is narrow too on top of it like a like a ribbon yeah so you're gonna put yourself in a rough tough complex uh that i mean but that's what's that's what we want on sunday we want to see the 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 potential for disaster the payoff the risk reward all right that. that's what's that's what makes us open golf i love that too it's just uh it's early in the round you know it's whole six it'd be great if that was like whole 15 you know what i mean It'd be real, real turning point in. Well, the, but, but you know, these but, guys yeah. all break their course game down to like you know they try to simplify it and do mini you know whatever it's do like break it down into mini rounds of three right. or two rounds of six. You know what I mean? They all mm-hmm. they all do the same. So not to say, it, I mean, clearly it would make much more difference if it was late in the round, right? But uh, nonetheless, right? If you go out there and you you post a six or a seven that still counts just as much as you did if you were in 18 it yeah. just ironically makes you less of a choker by not being in that <laughs> yeah <you know>? yeah <laughs> it, it, i i fully expect um it to play completely different than we think <laughs> because if it's early in the round you know what i mean like say that you you know you bogey that hole or you six that hole um you have a plenty of time to come back. So you're right. Like people are going to smooth over that pretty easily. It's not going to be like the reason you won or lost. And when you see a, a risk or reward, um, just when they come late, it seems to, to be a more iconic type moment. You know, uh, it's the U S open. So there's going to be, even if you make a double early, there's going to be a lot of doubles. That's right. Know? So you gotta, you gotta, I think, I think that's what's so fun about the U S open. You got to test your mental game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you gotta, you gotta, you know, it's, it's going to be a grind. So I think, I think it's a different type of player that, that always comes out and wins someone right. with a little more mental fortitude. 
I agree. Uh, looking at the other holes that I had circled here, I had 13 and 14, and we'll get to the other one here in a minute, but uh, 13 monster long par four, 570 yards. Um, I think that's probably going to be the hardest hole in the golf course this week. So mark that down hole 13. Uh, I fully expect that to be the, the toughest of all the, of all the holes this week, even though there's a 300 yard par three, I'm looking Uh, at like six right now. And it's such in a huge valley. Yeah. A couple of hills and valleys. Yeah, this is gonna be fun as shit. There's a lot of there's a lot of elevation change. Yeah, dude. Every green is surrounded by like a multi-layered bunker, and then it, you're probably better off hitting it in the bunker than in the the native land right. surrounding the green that's not mm-hmm. actually green. That stuff looks terrible. Trying to hit like <clears throat> a, a shot around the green on that hard pan shit, especially yeah. U.S. Open greens. Definitely. It looks like they've they've put that in certain areas, and, and they they have that combined with super thick fescue around the around the greens as well. So like, depending on where you miss, either you're gonna have a a tight lie on a fat to hit onto a fast green with a chip, or you're gonna be buried in this fescue. Um, you know, lucky to find your ball. It's uh, it's gonna be a real test for these guys, especially under. U.S. Open conditions. Um, a lot of long par fives. I mean, again, yeah, I'm looking at one right now. I'm on the, it, I think the eighth hole that's flying over, and it's yeah. This reminds me of this bunk that bunk ass course, the Bridges that we played. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilly and yeah. Target golfed and stuff. There's a lot of native land around, but it's it's like within play. You know, it's not just like a canyon where you're going to lose your ball. Uh, I was looking at 14, 620 yard, 23 yard par five, longest on the course. Ooh. Incredible. Um, he, it's got, it's got, uh, let's see, 14. Yeah, it's, it's 600 yard par four. Insane. Uh, or sorry, par five, 623 yards. And just looking at that, you know, uh, the, the hole shapes up well. Um, I'm interested to see how many guys can reach that in two. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to this week. A lot of these holes, looking at them, it's going to be tough to score all week long. Um, even with a hole like they have with hole 15, the short par three, 124, um, and the the scoring hole, hole six. Yeah, I'm looking at it's flying me over the 290 par three right now which aside from distance really isn't that difficult of a hole. Right. So that was the one I was saving up for the uh, last one. I want to talk. I think, I think there's gonna be a lot of eyes on that just for the distance aspect of it. I mean, but it, if you look it, from what I've seen from this whole little flyover that's going on, as we're talking, this looks, you know, pretty straightforward. We were talking about this before it went on my yeah. ass. I'm, I'm going seven iron, seven iron. And right. like, taking my chances putting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I might, I might get, I might get aggressive and hit a five iron, so I have like a wedge in my hand uh, for the remainder of the hole there. But that, that's just insane. I mean, I like to see that though because these guys have all these little cute clubs they bring out for that. You know, they're hitting hybrids or like four woods, five woods, seven woods. Like it's all, it's all stuff you don't really get to uh, see too it's often. It's tough because all the trouble is up by the green. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Um, 
there is, they do expect some players to play it as a two-shot hole, which is crazy to, to say in, you know, a U.S. Open. But they're going to go for it that way. It, it's pretty tough. Victor Hovland, probably. Uh, I mean, dude. <laughs> That that guy is so comfortable hitting a tee or a, a, an iron off the tee, um, but yeah. So the other the other thing I noticed about this hole too is the the last like three or four holes they're all like five hundred yard par fours. Last three holes: sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, five forty two, seventeen, five twenty, eighteen, four ninety two. All basically five hundred if you five hundred ten yards on average from the last three holes, I don't see anybody making a charge at the end to win it. I see maybe some guys saving pars throughout there to win it. No one's going to be like chasing um, down the stretch there. Your last chance at making a really good birdie uh, is 14 and 15 and then 16, 17 and 18. You're holding on until the finish. You're, if you go, if you go yeah. par, par, par to, to finish out there, um, I think most of these guys would take that. Uh, from it's got me going through them right now. Yeah, absolutely. That, and I think you know historically, no matter what the course, that's the case in the U.S. Open, anyways, right? If you can finish right. home without posting up a bogue, um, oh yeah, here's this lone little hundred and thirty-three yard par three. Yeah, they're saying they might adjust the tees on that to get it even shorter than that, but we'll see. Dick with the distance a little bit short. Yeah. It's dude. That whole short sucks because it's a skinny ass green. If it's short. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the trend of this golf course, you can see it starts off like on hole one is a great getaway hole, you know, for most, for most golfers or sorry for, yeah, for most, most golfers, hey. it's a par par five. Uh, you know, you can get an Eagle there possibly, or you can get a birdie, an easy birdie. But you look at hole two, super hard par four. You know, it's like, all right, I'll get you out there. But then, like, right away, it's going to be super tough. And you kind of see that, you know, like, it'll be like an easy hole. And then it'll be followed by something really tough. The the bunkering and the hills and kind of the layers to it kind of reminds me a little Pasta Tiempo, which is in in tune with this guy, the the architect. Right. Which Riviera is kind of modeled after Augusta. Alistair McKenzie, but kind of reminds me of that great crazy bunkering for sure. It's it's uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I was watching the the coverage um, earlier this week, and when they were interviewing some of the players, some uh, I forget who it was. He said one person said that the um, that the par threes here are some. Uh, it's probably the best in the in the in the world at LA country club. And then someone else mm. said, well, I'll, you know, aside from Cypress, Cypress uh, point. And then a third, third guy said, well, yeah, those two, but you got, you got to throw in pasta tiempo. Nice. And so they, they drew comparisons to it as well. I mean, and they're, they're just expertly designed, artistically designed part threes. You know what I mean? Yep. It's something to behold when you get to play a course like that, that has these, these part threes really, um, it's like you kind of take a step back and just look at them like, wow, this is cool. Just hit a golf shot into this backdrop, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, so storylines this week, we got the three-headed monster. We got Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, who are just 
I mean, if you're asking anybody who's been following golf, if, if you bet those three guys versus the field, I would say it's going to be, you know, even odds just because those guys are all playing so good. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler has had some issues with his putting the last few weeks. He got a new putter. Scotty got a new Scotty. So I don't know if that's going to make a big deal. I think I think it's all upstairs anyway for him with those short putts. So if yeah. if if that's now going to solve those issues, it's, he's going to run away with it, in my opinion. But you got John Rahm, a previous winner, Kepka, multi-time winner, um, and he just he's fresh off a PGA Championship. So you know my big takeaway or big storyline this week is like, can Kepka run it back? You know, I fully yeah. expect him to play really well. I mean, I do too. I love that he, first of all, told the people today, uh, I'll see you next week at the Travelers, and then slapped the desk as he walked off out, <laughs> out of his presser. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, yeah. I mean, come on. The guy, is, he, he thrives in these tough putting conditions, tough conditions, U.S. Open-style mm-hmm. play. They've adjusted these... Uh, these lines here I'm looking at, I'm looking through. They've definitely come back a little bit, but Brooksy's got to be, he's, he's, I agree. If he, if, I don't even think many casinos are probably taking action on uh, all three of those guys. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And, I, and it's going to be no surprise if all three of these guys are in it. I would love to see these three. Of uh, those be, three, who would you like to see win? Of those three? Yeah. I, I would go with the tree. I'd go with Scotty. I knew you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were uh, going to go with the tree. <laughs> in, in, in order, I'm going to go Scotty, Kepka, Rom. Uh, not to say that I don't want to see Rom win his second, but him winning his second, to me, his second U.S. Open doesn't mean as much as watching Scotty Scheffler win his second different major or seeing Kepka win his sixth and his third U.S. Open. You know Third I mean? U.S. Open. Well, yeah. I mean, but Rom also he just won his second different major in the Masters. I'm sorry. Yes, I completely completely uh, forgot. Completely flubbed that. You're 100 percent right. So he would be. Yeah, it but would be, I get what now. I so I'm gonna go. I probably go Rom BK then Scotty just because I I. I had I had so much fun. I, we recorded it when Rom won at Torrey Pines. Where I had bet on him. That was so much fun. Uh, yeah, going down the stretch, how he won <laughs> that tournament, and so as much. And I would really enjoy seeing BK come through with another one. But and I would love to see Scotty Scheffler come through with the U.S. Open since he hasn't won one, right? Yeah, but I fully. If he doesn't win this, it's like, dude, Scotty Scheffler is going to be around for multiple more us open and win one in the next two to three years for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the only other guy I really want to touch base on here was uh, with Max Homa, Max Homa. Yeah. He has the course record out there at LA country club with a 61. Oh, and we know how much it means to him to win down there in Southern California. Nine under it, par Genesis winner. Exactly. Uh, it was a big deal when he didn't win it at Riviera early this year. Remember, he had to. Yep. He fought with Rom down the stretch. Yep. Um, yep. He didn't so, win, but he did win the first round. And I know he, a fellow who has a boy named Max <laughs> and won on that bet. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, before yeah, before 
I guess we get into more Max Homo. Should we just uh, get into our Nicholas and Normans? Um, All right, because let's roll Ma- Nic- Nikolai yeah. Normans. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I'll go first with with my Normans. Guys, I feel are not going to have their their best game this week. I don't see these are not great matchups for at least how I see it. But um, I'm looking at a Jordan Spieth. I don't think that um, he's going to drive the ball well enough on this course, and he gets himself in some serious trouble sometimes. I know it's a miracle worker, but he's been playing great. He's a Norman because he's a obviously he's a successful golfer that I just don't think is going to be good this week. I'm looking at JT. JT is just yep. going to kind of he's been kind of a disappointment all year, you know. Um, another another guy is DJ. DJ is another Norman of mine. This isn't his style, of course, to just kind of overpower it. Um, even though it is super long, is it has some serious penalized areas. Uh, the bunkers are going to be really, really tough, and I don't see him really playing that well out of those bunkers. And then my last one is Jason Day. I, I think U.S. Open conditions for a guy like that. Um, he's playing re- injury. Yeah, he's really he's he's played really well. Um, but when you have lower back issues and you're playing, you're having to hack it out of that type of rough, you have to be strong. Um, you got to be able to hit the green and put some, some shots close to the hole out of that rough from time to time throughout the the course of the tournament in order to, to actually have a chance at winning. So I'm putting him down as, as one of my Normans. And I will say caveat, I hope all these guys prove me wrong, but of course. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, nice. I forgot all about Normans, so I'm a little on keel figuring out my Normans right now. <laughs> I agree with you on, uh, I agree with you on Jordan Spieth. I think he's definitely, I, I just don't, I feel like it doesn't quite suit his game. He hasn't been playing, I mean, he's been okay, right? He almost won the tournament I bet on him and then he lost in that playoff, but he has, he's been all right, right? And he doesn't drive the ball well, and this is going to just kind of fare poorly for him. Um, another guy, hmm, I'm going to go Roars just because I don't think, I think, you know, he's always expected to perform pretty too, well at these man. types of I'm, events. I'm I mean, that the... kind of, I say that like unfairly because I, like I said, he's always expected to do well, so it's easy to fade him and not, to not do well when it's dude i know like 150 I'm, people i'm done i'm never gonna bet on rory i'm never gonna i'm never gonna put him in it uh unless it's like a top 10 or something just because you, you gotta win one of these to get my confidence back and he hasn't even really been close so in a u.s open yeah in a while um and then my last one i'll go give me I'm trying to trying to get a a, a little I'm gonna go Tony Finau, guy I like a ton. Yeah. Would love to see do well, but uh, I don't know. He he's been all he 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 finished the season so well last year in the wraparound, mm-hmm. but we've yet to see a little about of of little signs of that. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the the track for him. I'll save it for another episode, but. I, I love Tony I, Finau as a person and, and as a player. Uh, oh, dude. I just, I just, I just don't think he'll ever win a major. So, so 
we were talking earlier, this is like kind of an Augusta-esque course. And I always have a, a, a for sure fade at Augusta, but he's he's off <laughs> my Norman list and he's on my Nicholas list for this tournament. No uh, way. Dude. Give it give it to me. I, it's Bryson. I, <laughs> he, I always I always fade him at Augusta. And it, although this course is kind of, you know, hilly and the 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 design mimics that. It's not there's not so much rollout areas that can give him trouble. And I think I was very surprised by how well he played at the PGA. And he was semi bombing gouging. And he's back to like his playing weight that he won at a US Open. He's not all crazy jacked out and trying to chase distance anymore. But what's nutty and what's not nutty, if you know how like training works, is he's got that distance still. Right, because mm-hmm. uh, his nervous systems, as he so eloquently said, tune in tune and can can swing the club that fast. But he's a hundred percent right. So I uh, I there's a part of me that thinks the bomb and gouge might might come through here. Um, Damn, it's kind of open of a course, right? Mm-hmm. It's hilly, but it's not. It's no. There's nowhere near as many trees as Augusta. And like pine straw to roll into that you gotta hit right. out of and stuff, right? They have, it, it has all more... that that how's that that what's it called? What are they called the bronca. It's got all that bronca it, in it. It's got all this open area. I think bomb and gouge may kind of work. I don't know, but I know that he's gonna have a good price, and so uh, I'm gonna definitely bet on this fool. Um, and he's he's flopped from my my Norman list, but you made me rethink it earlier. Um, when you're talking about the course, but nope, he's, he's a Nicholas for me. And uh, who else you got in your Nicholas? All right. Then I got very slow playing LA guy <laughs> himself. <laughs> no. Patrick can't lay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's played uh... this course before. Uh, I'm I'm going I'm going Patrick Cantley. I, I I know he's got some experience here, so and and this dude's a stud. Uh, playing slow or not, he can still he's I think his game is suited for this this type of matchup. And then my last Nicholas is definitely it's going out on a limb. Um but my last Nicholas is going I'm going Phil to win his first U.S. Open and complete the Grand Slam. Wow! And oh and my come god! Through. Oh gotta, my god! Got to live the situation up a little bit, bro. Come oh, on, dude. That's pretty good. Uh, he's mind you, I mean, I mean, he's he's off a PGA Championship no more than three years ago. Well, come I, on, I mean, but when you're <laughs> when you when you get past the age of fifty, uh, every couple months is like three years. So, um. Dude, How about the, that I, though? What if Phil could? He's a Southern California guy. You know, he's probably got some experience on this course. That's true. That'd be interesting. Unoffic- unofficial or officially, you know what I mean? Dude, but yeah, I wonder what his top ten odds would be. <laughs> um, good, good shit, good shit. I honestly have somebody on my Nicholas's on my Nicholas that it could very easily be on my Normans. So uh, I'll start with him, Victor Hovland. 
And he hasn't yep, really he was close he has, to mine. Yeah, he hasn't won any he hasn't won a major yet, but um just how how well he's played recently and you kind of can see him figuring out the short game. If he depending on where his short game is and his is you know his scrambling ability, uh all we've seen is him improve from last year to this year he played great at augusta with his short game it was very impressive so if that's here to stay he's definitely a nicholas i think that he has the game to to take to take care of all this uh, to take care of the course just one just one at jack's course just one at jack's course um obviously the three-headed monster tree rom bk oh i mean yeah yeah come on now yeah so those, those guys are there but i, I i'm putting uh, these next two, Xander Shoffley. He's a U.S. Open top 10 machine. Southern so California a, guy. Southern California guy. He's an Olympic gold medalist, but ha- has not won a major. And then I'm going to put Max Homa on there just because it would be a great storyline. Like you're saying about about uh, Phil, it would be great for him too if he, you know, he was all upset earlier this year, couldn't win at Riviera. It would just be so awesome to see that, yeah, you didn't get that, but you won the U.S. Open in L.A. So, hoping for him, really pulling well, for him. Speaking of, you know, we said Shoffley and Cantley, that they have a Shoffley-Cantley bet, that, and that's, that's a bet that I actually love. Uh, yeah, that's a great be- bet. These guys, the... the, the I'm surprised they still got him up because we killed him on him the previous the previous. <laughs> I go. know um, the, those are the ones we won last time. I'm trying to pull up Phil's. Uh, so we guys outright. You, you're looking up the best of twos. Yeah, we got Shoffley, and we're looking for Shoffley and Cantley. Yes. So while we look that up, I'm going to go over my. Oh, here it is. Plus nine hundred. Plus nine hundred. Oh, Shoffley and Cantley plus nine hundred. Yeah. That's that's it. That's a smooth ass bet. I like that. Um, what did we cash on last time? Finau and Kepka, right? Finau and Kepka. Finau and Kepka. So, I like uh, Phil kind of is Phil is uh, two hundred seventy to one. Come out. No shit. That's the winner. So we got yeah. Let's do our bets now. We'll do what? What winner? Do you, are you doing winners? Top tens? I got my winners and my top tens ready to go. I, I preface this with I'm, I may change some of these, but I'm going to just go probably some winners, some first round leaders, and then uh, I'll probably jump in live around Friday, Friday afternoon, seeing how the cut shapes out, <clears throat> which I've done the past few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it, off the top on a Tuesday where I haven't totally gone into delved into the lines. I love the Cantley Shoffley at plus 900. I think that's a, a great bet. I'm a, I just bet Phil at uh plus 270 or some ridiculous number plus 27,000. Um I like I like Bryson. What are Bryson's odds? They got to be good as well. And I'd to probably win? take Bryson I, I I like him to top ten, but I'm not gonna bet bet him top no, ten. I'll, I'll, there's no way he wins it. 
There's no. Oh, way. I'm gonna bet him to win it. I'm gonna bet him to win it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna bet him top ten it. Uh, What's he but, at? He's at plus forty five hundred, which is where where uh, Scheffler won the Masters last year at those odds. So that makes me like the, when that I makes bet me him. that makes me like it even more because it's a way shorter number, which means some people mm-hmm. are already betting on him. Um, I like Tyrrell Hatton sitting here thirty three to one to win the I like tournament. Hatton. I like Hatton too. Um, and then that's tough. I mean, that's that's probably all I'm gonna mess with. Where's where is uh, I'm gonna do some first round leaders, and I can tell you, like, as I'm scrolling through, I'll do my let me do my winners real quick. All right, go for it, go for my, it. My winners are gonna be uh, a layup with Brooks Kepka as my my shirt, my shoe in at plus 1300. I'm also gonna bet Cam Young at plus okay, 5,000. He's in my first round leader combo. He's on that list. We got. Right. Um, I got my top tens too. While you're looking at it, all right, go on to them. I got my top tens. I got Max Homa plus three fifteen. Got Colin Murakawa plus three twenty five. I'm going Cam Smith plus three hundred, and then my lock is Xander Shoffley plus one sixty five. No huge dark horses there in the top ten. Um. But I think that three of those four can end up there and uh, make me a killing. So um, I really like the, those picks. I like it. I'm hoping like that it. I'm hoping that Cam Smith can just drive the ball decent enough to where he's hitting greens in regulation. If he's hitting greens in regulation, he's likely making putts. Uh, the The course has some pretty demanding greens out there, and if uh, which another reason why I picked uh, one of my guys, Colin Murakawa. I feel like he is. Uh, he'll put the his shots close to close to the hole from the fairway. He's been playing really well, and I think that he's if, local. If he, so he's, he's local. There. Yep, and a California boy. I just I, I really like that pick. I like the two Cal Bears with Shoffley and Cam Smith. Okay, okay. Um. That's I, I like I like Cam Smith. That was I'm gonna go with get on him first round. I'm gonna jump on the Butler first round leader, and then I think the <laughs> the last the last first round leader I like is dude. I always got to roll with the Butler. This guy, <laughs> you win for me once. I'm gonna ride you. Uh, uh, is oh damn it! I just saw him on here. Uh, Ah, that's a bummer. I'm spacing, spacing on it. There's too many. There's too many guys on. I I also kind of like Ricky Fowler sitting around uh, for like what's his top ten number? His top ten number. Let's see, plus fifty five hundred. Wait, that's to win. That's to win. That's to win. That's to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, damn, that seems like a crazy. No, he's at four hundred. Damn, that's another one where. I would think they're on something with that line. Tells me a little more. Kind of like that. Um, put it in there. Put it in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Fowler. It's gonna be fun. Point. I'm gonna get some better first round leaders tomorrow. I gotta. I just do a little more research. But this screams the Butler leading dude. I got some video on in the background right now. It's got just a bunch of guys in like knickers, old old dudes talking golf <laughs> right now 
presented by the USGA. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm I'm stoked. I I know very little about this course. Just seeing the the flyovers, hearing people talk about it, doing a little bit of research on it, it's very unique. It's 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 one. It's not like the, all the other courses that have um, the these major championships. I, I'm really excited to see a par seventy juiced up, uh, you know, at seventy five hundred yards, and see how how it all plays out. I really like what the what the the course layout looks like. I'm really interested to see several of the holes and how they how these guys attack them and how they play out in the end. I just want. I wonder, like, at what point the tournament is going to kind of turn, you know, what hole it's going to be on. So, you know, having zero uh, PGA experience at this course, is going to be really interesting to see. So. Yeah, it should be uh, fun. I mean, it's the first time it's been, there's a U.S. Open. So balls in anyone, everyone's court, basically. Right, exactly. Anyone can win it. Should we wrap it up with our up and down here? Let's do it. Um. All right, well, I'll start off with the down. Um, shoot, it's kind of kind of hard to think of one right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with some with some golfers then who I think are kind of down right now. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the play I've seen from JT and DJ. I really do hope they make their marks here this coming up week, just because I feel like it's been a while since I've seen them. Uh, you know, in the thick of a major, even though JT just won one last year, I just think that he, I expect so much out of him, but I want to see DJ in the thick of it as well. Um, in terms of other downs, I don't really have many other than my body, not being what it used to be in terms of not being injured all the fucking time. That's really it. Aging process. Yeah. Um, I got, off the top of my head, the the Vegas Knights winning the Stanley Cup. That's, that's a, a bummer. Yeah, that's a down. As a diehard Sharks fan, not a big Knights guy. They're a Isn't good the team. Co- is they, the coach there? Is they, the coach there the old Sharks coach or no? No, he got that's fired a, last year. Oh, yeah, Our coach okay. was now. So the, the NHL, they just cycle coaches like crazy. He's the old Bruins coach that got fired gotcha. last year. Uh it's just, uh, it's not that sucks. It's not that. Uh, I just saw on my Twitter that Matthew Kachuk played the last two games with a fucking broken sternum, which is oh my a god testament to how crazy, how great hockey players are. Um, but yeah, that's and then the only, I think that's my my only other down. Uh, All right, what's your ups? My ups are U.S. Open. Excited to watch some U.S. Open golf. I uh, and shit. That's that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Nuggets. <laughs> Shout out to the Nugs for winning a championship too. Yeah, congratulations um to them. Uh really good things going on here. Just your normal stuff though. For my ups, I'm looking at uh dude, I my ups, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna go back to, to golfers again. I'm really looking forward to Victor Hovland this week. I wanna I want I'm gonna watch him probably the entire week just to see how he does. I fully expect him to make a, to make, to, to make his name known out here this weekend. It's already, it's already up there, but I think no one really takes him serious in terms of what being one of the, you know, the true, uh, upper echelon golf. golf. 
Yeah, exactly. He's up there, you know, numbers wise and all this stuff. But I think that his improvement of his short game is going to be big. You know, we talked about him being a breakout star two years ago. Um, and then the other, my other up is that this is our third U.S. Open that we've done, dude. Like this is that's um, that's right. There we go. Yeah, we've done, you know, we've done Tory, we've done the Country Club, and we've done here at the at uh, Los Angeles Country Club. So. Uh, really pumped 87 episodes deep now and i feel like uh, the best is yet to yet ahead i'm excited to watch this week we'll meet up we'll meet up next week and we'll do a recap on everything um we'll post our bets too um we'll do it tomorrow at some point and then we'll have this up tomorrow morning so really excited can't wait wish it was thursday tomorrow but glad we have a little bit of a day of of a, of a break here so um just can't wait dude and yep have a good week until next time hell yeah let's go that does it for this episode of the sandy pars podcast we want to thank you all for joining us and if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe on spotify or apple podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content join us next week for our full u.s open recap lastly be sure to follow us on instagram at sandy pars golf and visit our website sandypars.com for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews reading guides and more Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.